Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Good evening and welcome to Let's Drone Out, episode 431. This evening we are joined by everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. Mr. Chairman, Cerberus Velvet. <laughs> evening all. <laughs> and the band we have all come here today to hear about, it is Matt Snell. Hello. Yes, I, I really wanted to get on, on Matt because... He was talking about, well, he's been mentioning everywhere, the, the bird <laughs> event. <laughs> I have been spamming the internet widely. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I feel we should get in on the spam. Uh, well, yeah. it's fresh spam. Because <laughs> there's uh, the, the bird event, which is obviously a great, great name for an event already. Uh, yeah. But well, the... uh, then it actually stands for something, which is even it better. It does. Yeah. So uh, as... As I think it was one of the, uh, Elon Musk's crew said, if you aim for the stars, you'll hit the moon. So I was like, right, first event, it's going to be called the International Race Days event. So B-I-R-D. And if later I need to turn that to Birmingham, then that's also easy to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we should say straight off the bat, this is an event that is happening at the end of January in Birmingham. Yes. So if people get enticed by this and want to come and fly their whoops round, they should go to your website, which will be in the notes any second now. Um, <laughs> uh, MatthewSnell.co.uk forward slash BIRD2024, I believe. Yeah, MatthewSnell.co.uk forward slash BIRD2024. Uh, that is where you go to get all the information about it. Um, it is on the 27th and 28th of January, 2024. Um, and it is a international tiny whoop event where we have pilots from literally across Europe. So we've got obviously people from the UK. We've got, uh, the Italians are coming in. We've got Germans coming over. All of a sudden I was contacted by some Latvians a couple of weeks ago. We've got five Latvians coming. We have an American coming. Uh, Liz Sugano, who everyone in the Tiny Whoop land should know from iGal. So that's very exciting. Um, the so yeah, International Game of Whoops, right? Yes, that's right. So, so that's, they're gracing we've, us we've with their presence, had, which is very exciting. We've definitely had some people in the chat get involved with, with iGal, International Game of Whoops. Um, and on the Discord as well, the LDO Discord, that's been mentioned a lot. So if people do follow that, then there you go. There's a good name drop. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, so literally, it's a it was it's an international whoop race uh, where we put 
it's a fun first FPV whoop race. So we're here to have a good laugh um, and then fly some whoops and eventually see who's the fastest. Um, and yeah, that's basically that's basically the plan. It's over two days this year. In previous years, it's just been one day, but we've stretched it out, given people it's growing. more flying. It's doubling. Yeah, it's growing. <laughs> Literally, every year, the number of pilots is like, well, not doubling this year, but the let's say the... <laughs> The finances are doubling this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Whew. laughs> the fright factor has doubled. Yeah, the, uh, the oh, fuck, don't get it wrong, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is doubling this year. Um, How many so, yeah, tickets so are still available? Before, you know. There are four race tickets remaining. There you go. Not many. There are, four, there are 48 pilot spaces. Most of them are sold. There are four left. So at the beginning of the stream, if you want to run off and get them, I guess that will count against our numbers but uh four securage <laughs> tickets left so uh and then there are four standby tickets uh too so every now and again someone will get ill or they can't turn up or whatever so standby tickets are a bit cheaper um we still bring all your fpv gear as if you were going to race and if someone doesn't show up on the day or are ill or whatever happens then you can step into their place um but as a minimum, if you come as a standby ticket, then you will get to fly the track in the brakes. Uh, so you will mm -hmm. get to do some flying. And uh, um, the other thing is, so, yeah. like, uh, sort of slightly unusually, I mean, we've got a serp here, so not as unusual, but you, you, you're pushing like, for it to be quite spectator-focused as well, right? There's a lot of uh, spectators. Yeah. yeah, so one of the interesting things with FPV is that, obviously, we are all super involved in the actual racing we want to see through the goggles because that's what we're used to seeing. We, we enjoy sitting behind the sticks and seeing what's going on. But for people new to the hobby, they've no idea what these kind of fuzzy images are and who's <laughs> going to be in first and how to look at four screens at once and see who's, who's winning. So um, we're going to try and make it as uh, wife friendly as possible, if you like. <laughs> as like, so, 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 uh, and I both agree on this is why we kind of work well together is that it needs to be, uh, like newbie friendly. So you can turn it on, you can go, right, where, what am I looking at? What's going on? And it's like, right, this is a drone race. This person's in the lead. This is where we're at in the thing. And this is why they're competing for it. And some information to like get people invested into who it is and why they're doing it. And, yeah, one of the enjoy that, that's something that i've banged on about talking to you guys before <laughs> on this show you know the, the infamous wife test uh which is it's fine to sit there watching youtube on your laptop can you put it on on the smart tv in the living room will you get away with it um so you, yeah. you, you have to present it so that it, it's interesting and involving and you know, a bit like top gear made it okay to watch our programs but yeah hopefully with a bit exactly. more content you know than that <laughs> yeah so that's so that's the plan so there's uh last year was the first year um it went live stream or well proper live stream there was a bit of a ghetto live stream going on <laughs> a couple <laughs> of years previous but uh properly well put together organized live stream by serb which is why we uh teamed up properly put together is a it, i don't know i don't know we were, let, we were let down by the bandwidth but other than that it was a, it was a good stream we were very happy with it so how do, you, how do you plan to make it past the wife test? Is it a case of having some screens up and having commentary about like what's going on so the average yeah. viewer can just come in and just know? Yeah. You, you can't just put, um, like we are now, four panels on the screen and four FPV feeds. Uh, so some of the things we do, like we insist all the pilots give us a headshot 
um, and give us their little square avatar so that we can, before the races start, here's the four pilots, you know, who you're looking at, and start talking about it. it it's about selling personal stories, you know, talking about people. Um, yeah. And, and it's that thing of um, the drama. Where, where's, where's the drama? Where are you looking for? Oh, you know, this guy's got to get second place this time or it's all over for him and start talking about them and, and get the pilots in and interview them and, uh, you know, if you just put up four FPV feeds, very boring. You talk about the people behind it, that, that's a bit more engaging. Um, and also, you know, get the chat going. Um, Matt's got all sorts of interesting things going on on the day that we will, we'll be able to talk about. So, yeah, hopefully we can make it engaging. That's the, the trick, right? Yeah. And not only engaging for, like, the people watching the live stream as well, but, uh, like I say, we've got lots of other stuff going on. So. It, it, it's always just been right get together and have a race and it's the goal for the event is to become the the you at least the uk like whoop event so that you can come along not only just pilots but also mums dads and kids from the local area can come along and say oh you want to go see a drone race well this is on and you can come and watch it you can see the drones flying around they're going to be covered in leds because that's part of what we're mandating you must have leds on it uh, so you can very easily see them fly around. You can very easily understand the track. You'll be able to give it a go yourself because we're going to have simulators there. So uh, the BMFA are coming along with a stand. They're going to put on some simulators so you can give it a go. Um, I'm talking with a couple of FPV shops. So there's going to be like spares and whoops that you can buy. I'm hoping maybe in years to come, like this is a growing thing. This is the first mm. time we've actually been able to have like additional like stands and things, but eventually I want it to become a micro indoor drone flight sort of two day festival where you can come along, give it a go, learn about drone flying in a safe environment with all the correct information and some jazzy lights and some funny dress up and just generally have a good laugh. <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, talking of that, just I was just having a quick look through sort of the prizes, and there are hmm. not one but three prizes based on onesies. What? <laughs> yes. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're we're very much fun first FPV. So if you're not having a good time, there's no point, right? The coolest, the best pilots are the one having the most fun, right? We all know that. Um, and because racers get very involved in wanting to come first which you know it's a race you're going to want to do that sometimes the I, I, adrenaline can overwhelm politeness <laughs> my chair across a pit ever <laughs> um so yeah so the idea of the onesies was firstly to make it more colorful and more entertaining and everyone just ha have a bit of a laugh um, but also if there are any sort of disagreements you end up with like dinosaurs arguing with batman and it's only so serious you can take that you know <laughs> um so that that's the idea it's kind of to uh diffuse the situation before it gets too heated basically um yeah so perfect example the uh these are the actually the italian guys they came across from uh italy when they had run their uh league over there this was team blue eyes um and matteo's from uh speedy pizza they came over with their group and they all dressed up as various birds and stuff in their onesies and they had a great time. It was really good to see those guys all getting involved. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's the idea. It's just to have fun and be colorful and enjoy it. Um, this year, we're not mandating that the onesies uh, are needed for racing because we understand that some 
these are these are some serious top pilots coming over to race here <laughs> and we're we're aware that some of the top pilots have sponsors and part of their sponsorship is they're going to have to wear like the sponsors colors so if we say right you've got to wear a onesie you're not going to be able to have your sponsors t-shirt on it's not going to impress Ooh. the sponsors very much and as much as we'd like to you know do everything for free and nothing unfortunately sponsors are needed to uh, pay for a lot of this stuff so we have to do what we can to keep them happy I was genuinely surprised by the onesie thing because when I when I was asked to come and um, race direct for Bird last year, I was like, "I'm not wearing a onesie. It's not happening. I'm an old yes, man with great hair and grandchildren, and I'm not <laughs> wandering around in a onesie." And then I got talked into buy one. You don't have to wear it. I was like, okay, so, so I got <laughs> got my Snorlax onesie, and it's like it's in the bag. I'm not wearing it. And you know what? 10 minutes of being there with everybody running around in onesies having a good time. I was like, do you know what? Screw it. I'm putting the onesie on. It, it was just a good laugh. It was a good laugh. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. We had, Je- we had Jesse P come over last year, um, which was, uh, which was great fun. And he, he had a Mario uh, onesie, which was wicked. Um, and we had the other, uh, he had, no, he had Luigi onesie. And then when one of the Germans came over with, um, Mario, that was, uh, was that Idrisil? I think Michael Ruber, I think his name was. Uh, yeah, so you can see Jesse P there with his onesie on. I'm in Batman and, uh, so I've got his Snorlax. That, uh, photo is actually, uh, Phobos, the winner of last year. Uh, you might have seen Phobos on many, or I think he did Die Gow as well and Race Gow, uh, and, was really he's one of the top one of the fastest tiny whip pilots in in the world obviously because he won last year um and there's him holding up the uh, trophy um, <laughs> so yeah so everyone just got involved it was really good fun <laughs> nice nice and i mean so on on the kind of more serious note then you've got lots of things mm. going on for spectators for races yes. for the hardcore races who you obviously have there uh, yeah. what what is the the racing that's going on what's what's the format and what what what's what's uh how is it all going to work okay well uh the race is split into two days so the first day on saturday is qualifying so all of the 48 races will be split into four groups of 12 pilots and then we will run through uh races with four pilots in so you'll have three races Right. And we'll just bang through those in a group. So your batteries are very close together. So you'll get a bit of like rhythm going. Mm. Um, and you'll be going for your fastest two consecutive laps around the track. Okay. That will, that will be timed. And then you'll be seeded fastest, slowest, um, based on your qualifying time. That's, that's Saturday. That's what we do on that day. <clears throat> um, then the next day, Sunday will be the finals day. The 48 pilots list will be split into three tiers. We'll have hobbyist tier, which is like the lowest tier, advanced tier in the middle, and elite tier at the top. Um, and the 16 pilots in each will be racing for first, second, and third in each of those tiers, basically. The way we're doing the finals is set up so that every single race counts. Okay, so um, I don't have a graphic for it maybe Cerberus can dig out his graphic (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I I thought I had that prepared but I don't (laughs) um but basically each uh pilots will be split there'll be four races to start with and of your race the first and second place will work up the tree and the third and fourth 
place will work down the tree. So you need to be in the first and second on every single one of your races to work your way up to try and get first in your tier. If you're not in the first and second, then you will be limited in how high you can, how high a place you can win. So every single race will count. And that's um, different to how some other tiny whip races are run, but it's important that we do it this way so that it's easy for spectators to understand. And so there's a level of pressure on every single race because, oh, okay, I messed that race up. Well, I've got, you know, two out of three more to go. I'll get them on the next time. It's like, well, that's fine, but you need it to work on the day. Formula One races <laughs> don't get to have another race, you know, the next day. Uh, they need to make it work on the day. And that's the, that's what we're going for. It's a, I guess it's that means it's, it's sort of more more even pressure throughout the day. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> it means it means every single one of your races could have an effect on your final position. So all the way through qualifying, you'll be trying to push as hard as you can to make sure you're in as high a tier as possible, uh, so that you have the chance to win the best prizes and take home the most glory. Um, and then on the finals day, every single race will count towards your final position. So mm. it is it will be important to race your best at all times. And, and the races that, that are coming up. Ooh, there's, there's a graphic. Oh, there Let's show hey. the graphic. How's that for quick work? Good job. Thank hey. you. <laughs> it, it's missing the name, but if you imagine four names in the Heat 1 box and four names in the Heat 2 box. Yeah. Uh, so, so positions 1 or 2 go through to the upper, and 3 and 4 go through to the lower. So follow the colourful lines. Yeah. So if you start on the left and work your way right, so the first and second pilot from heat one will go along the green line to the upper semi. Um, and then if you're in the upper semi, first and second will go through to the one to four position final. And if you're in third and fourth place, you'll go, you'll follow the red and the pink line to the other um, finals. So that will be one of the tiers. So for example, that will be hobbyist tier, and then we'll do a, uh, and we'll run through all of those races, and then we'll do advanced tier, run through all of those races, and then finally elite tier, and run through all those races. So by okay. the end of it, we'll have positions from uh, first place in elites down to uh, 16th place in uh, hobbyist, and everyone will have a position that they came across the whole of the competition. Cool. That's the plan. Um, what's what's the rules on what you can fly? Because I know like, different whoop races have different definitions of what a whoop is, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so we are very well, typical whoop. So 65 mil. Let me see if I've got one here for you. So 65 mil frame whoop. That is what you want to be flying. The 65 mil is measured motor post to motor post. Um, you can run 35 mil props uh, or 31 mil props. Don't mind that, but it's uh, 65 mil frame. Mm. Okay. There we go. That's um, the rules. That's what to go for. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. Um, the most typically people will run uh, a BTFPV Meteor frame, or their new Air frame is a bit lighter, so that's really good. Um, or a Happy Model sixty five frame. Um, flight controllers can be all in one board, or sometimes people prefer yeah those ones. That's the Happy Model one, isn't it? Have you seen the new uh, FPV airframes, by the way? I have not. FPV sent in a care package of products for the event. <laughs> so I'll just grab one out and you can just see the difference. So wow. there is the <coughs> very thin. Air. It's got a lot thinner sort of ducts. 
don't know if you can sort of see. Locked in a duct, mm -hmm. it's got um, hollowed out parts on the bottom. Um, it's a really, really good lightweight uh, frame. And as far as I've been able to, I've been racing them. I went over to Italy uh, with some of the guys. And, uh, oops, headphone jack came out. Uh, went over to Italy uh, a couple of weeks ago to fly with uh, Dan Carpi uh, and Jaggers um, and flew the airframe over there. And it makes your whoop noticeably lighter, which is good because uh, light is fast. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's a really good frame. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, so that's basically what people are flying, um, either all in one boards or external VTXs. They tend to be a bit better for video, external VTXs, a bit more stable, um, and also you can get better antenna for them as well. The kind of whip wire antennas are a bit rubbish. Um, uh, and then your preference for props. Uh, and motors and cameras and things. We don't mandate that. The only other thing that's mandated is the LEDs. Mm. So this this feeds into the kind of wife test bit. If you just see like a grey blur going past, <laughs> you're not going to know what it is. So we're mandating you must have a minimum of two LEDs and they must be opposing directions. So up, down, left, right, forwards and backwards, I don't care, but they must be in two different directions. Um, they must be visible basically from all the way around. The, uh, the whoop. And it's I've just seen so much nicer for a commentator as well to be able to commentate yes. and, and know. <laughs> well, have, <laughs> saying no who's who would be a, would be a wild <laughs> having half a chance of, of knowing. <laughs> yeah, my my ideal would be to have whoops like this, where they've got a cob LED all the way around. It but that looks like that's heavy. radioactive. Uh, <laughs> genuinely is hard. radiation. <laughs> um, yeah, so. But um, so is there any requirement on the colours? Because I know at like, some events you've got to like either I change colours or have certain colours. If you really want to get into Serbi's best book, uh, then you will have <laughs> VTX VTX colours will uh, VTX assigned colours on your yeah. uh, programmable LEDs. That will make Serbi so happy. So there is but, a standard set in Betaflight. If you set your LEDs as BTX controlled, then the channel that you're on sets the color. And, that, and because that's the Betaflight standard, you, you always know that, uh, damn it, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's like <laughs> R1. On the spot, on the spot. <laughs> R1 is always red. It's not, I can't, but I can't remember which one yeah. is red. But yeah, <laughs> Something like that, yeah. R1 is red. Um, but trying to get addressable LEDs onto a whoop that will be VTX controlled, it's yeah that, that, we're, we're not quite there with some the of the some of the pads on the on the flight controllers are super small so they take a little <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of <laughs> good eyesight to get them yeah, and if you tell a whoop pilot i want you to add three centimeters more wire onto your oh no too heavy can't do that <laughs> more yeah. ah we have a solution to that though oh, if i try and dig that out you're going to see me rummaging around in my bits box but um, one of our <laughs> pardon demonetized. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no. One of our um, one of our uh, pilots, uh, uh, RC Maniac, who works very closely with Serb um, on the live stream and on the DVR. Um, he uh, <laughs> cheers, bro. <laughs> uh, he has produced his own addressable LED strips that are lighter than a gnat's fart. Seriously, these things are so light. They are and 
the best bit is is when he's made these like principal led uh, these surface mount led like strips he's then hand placed all of the surface mount leds onto them and produced loads so oh, they, those are going to be those are going to be going up for sale on the um bird uh, event website in the merch section um and they are incredible bits of electronics that just deserve a bit of a shout out because they're so impressive and so light I've just seen uh, a couple of questions from Jack in the chat. First one, uh, well, the second one first. Can you run radium instead of LEDs? If you're willing to have it in your pocket at all times, <laughs> next to your gentleman's jewels, then yes. <laughs> uh, and it is a slightly more sensible question. Is the FPV flying analog or digital or both or either? Or how's that working? So we're doing both. Uh, up until this point, we've run analog only because uh, obviously digital gives an advantage to like being able to see in a lot more detail. Um, but we're running both because it's going to be quite a long track. So um, we'll talk about the track in a bit, um, but it's going to be a long track. And the weight disadvantage that digital gives you kind of balances out the advantage of the video. Um, so it's up to the racers to decide whether they want to have a slightly heavier quad um, on a long track or if they want to have a lightweight quad but with a bit worse video maybe. Um, the video, it's going to be a harsh environment for video. We recommend bringing your best kit. We did a test race there, which uh, maybe we can stick up some photos of the test race. We had a full house of Whoop pilots with all sorts of different kit. We had loads of different receivers, digital, uh, analog net running next to each other. We had stock beta uh, Meteor 65s um, against like the most bespoke, lightweight racing uh, whoops you've seen, um, and goggles that were like rapid fire fusion, um, all the way down to uh, EV800D uh, box goggles with just one dipole antenna sticking out the top and everyone was able to race at their race pace so if you, you should be fine with whatever gear you bring but i would recommend bringing the best environment best gear you've got because it will you know there's going to be a lot of rf in the air and there's a lot of concrete and metal so you want to make sure you're going to get good video on the day um, but yeah we had a lot of different people there and the video was really good the funniest thing about our test event was the the pilot with the worst vtx there was my yeah. Yeah, ironically. <laughs> I was waiting on some new uh I was waiting on a shipment of uh diamond boards to come in uh ready for this this race in Italy and they just hadn't arrived. So I was using my old my old banged up ones that only get used around the house. It doesn't matter if I bleed over anyone else because no one else here, it's just me chasing the dogs. Um but yeah, I had a dodgy dodgy whoop which I had to like resolder on the day and like stick in and leave it on a shelf and <laughs> <laughs> pretend to fly it but it, we got we got a good a good set of testing done <laughs> so i want to know if they're going to keep the christmas decorations up from those photos uh... i have asked them i have asked them <laughs> if they're going to keep the light the string lights up for us because they look wicked the christmas yeah. tree they said will probably be down by then but the, uh, <laughs> they are That's they fair. are genuinely looking at keeping up the uh, string lights would be wicked but um but yeah so if you if you bring up the photo of the uh, event space again um it, it, nobody knows millennium point is a charity uh that is all around the stem subjects um they like to promote uh technology um engineering 
S-T-E-M, Science, Technology, <laughs> Engineering and Maths, that's the one. Um, and they were the core millennium Not points found in, in the... No, I don't care about that. As long as you can, <laughs> as long as you can design something cool, it doesn't matter. Um, and they, they have this massive venue in the centre of Birmingham, uh, and they have, uh, they have a space there with the Think Tank, which is the Science Museum in Birmingham, and they're all about promoting science. So when I came to them with this event, they were like, yes, we're definitely on board. And I was like, wicked, can we fly in this massive space? And they said, mm, yes, yes, you can. And so <laughs> after a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of risk assessment and to and froing and bribing people with hobnobs. We had a uh, lot of paperwork to pull that one off. <laughs> yeah, it has. But we get to fly in this uh, amazing space. So for those of you that are watching YouTube, you can see there's this big sort of uh, arse of the enterprise uh, shape part of the building um, <laughs> falcon. sorry yeah sorry millennium falcon that's what i was going for why did i say enterprise well it's sort of enterprisey shaped as well uh millennium falcon's butt uh has reversed into uh, millennium point and uh we're going to be fly. most of the track is going to be under there if you look like as it goes down you can see under there most of the track will be under there but we will also be flying out into this space and there will be some quite long fast sections out in this space um, so it will be quite spectacular to be able to fly uh, around here, and the spectators will be able to be able to see this from down down below. Um, that, in a that's the nice thing about it being whoops, right? Is you can have people exactly. wherever you like. Yeah. Well, yes. You say this, <laughs> like you say, there was a lot of risk assessment going on to get this uh, to be able to fly like this. So there are some restrictions, but it is we are going to be able to fly in this big space, uh, and uh, so thankful for the Millennium, Millennium Point. Uh, so so that is uh, an incredible space. So are you able to use yeah. parts of that space as some of your track instead of just like yeah. having like a bunch of gates around? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So our aim is to have uh, some sort of dive gate and a couple of gates hanging in free space right mm. out in the middle of that, uh, right out in the middle of that uh, atrium area. And so then you'll be what, shooting. Four floors worth of height there. Yep. Yeah, it's a good old space, isn't it? That's what I mean. So there's, it's going to be a fast track in this area. Um, so the weight disadvantage of HD uh, will kind of uh, out or will weigh up against the advantage of good video or yeah. you know HD video. So yeah, there's I, a bit of I, like tactics there to consider. Really like the idea of there being like a quad racing track that is more vertical than it is horizontal. <laughs> that appeals to me quite a lot. <laughs> yeah because obviously when when you set it up at home you basically get a load of hoops on the ground and you're basically trying to avoid hitting into the carpet at all times um so having some altitude to play with is really good fun it also means you you've got a lot more chance to just absolutely balls nail it go 100 percent throttle for a, a good amount of time so and the, the area really that fun. we've got underneath the millennium falcon's bum it, there's also a stairwell there as well going up yes um which is hopefully those lights are there because it's beautifully lit so we've got a real nice opportunity for a proper three-dimensional track yeah um, that should be really which good which is yeah which is quite rare rare in whoops um like i say you're normally on the carpet or in like a hall where there's not too much height uh, <laughs> so we're we're really looking forward to a bit more uh yeah altitude change we're gonna fill um, it with gates and uh and send them out over the balcony into the free air which is going to be amazing <laughs> it's going to be wicked. We're very excited. It's it's uh, we had a good track last year, and everyone. Uh, I was very, sh I'm not shocked, but I was very humbled when people came up to me and said the track was good last year. Um, but this year we're going to go a whole other level. <laughs>
This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Maybe now is a good time to talk about sort of your 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 backstory of how how you've got to this point where you've got this you know enormous space with all of these international pilots coming and all these sponsors and everything. And like it seems a pretty pretty mature event at this point. Um, yeah, so this is this will be the fourth fourth event um, fourth Birmingham International Race Day event that we've done, um, and it all started because uh, well. I got, I got to get involved with uh, FPV whoops um, from watching DRL and then started Googling what you can do and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bloody hell, five-inch racing is really expensive. I wonder if there's something smaller. <laughs> and there was. <laughs> so I was like, right, that's for me. <laughs> and you can do it at home. And I got to chase my dog around with a little whoop. So that was really good fun. Um, and because I didn't know anybody in the space, I set up Birmingham uh, Tiny Whoopers. Uh, where I just found a pub in the centre of Birmingham that would let us come and fly around um, and met some really cool people and learned a lot about FPV and whoop racing. Unbeknownst to me, Serb was doing a very similar thing uh, with the Killer Quads group um, in Birmingham. Um, a lot of a lot of um, five-inch stuff, but he also had the, the winter whoops going as well each year. Um, and so eventually we kind of got our heads together and was like right we need to, need to join this because there's no point having two in birmingham we'll just all go we'll work together um so we've just amalgamated uh this last year um and decided to run things all together and it's a really good group of people um but the event birmingham international race day came because uh a german a set of german pilots uh, came to me and said, right, we've beaten everyone in Germany. We want to come to the UK and see what you're made of. <laughs> and I was like, right, come on then, we can do this. Why not? <laughs> so that was uh, Spezzy Lover uh, initiated the contact with that. Uh, and he came over, we put on a, uh, an event in um, Coms, which is a Birmingham uh, nightclub. It doesn't exist anymore. Unfortunately, COVID killed that one off. But <laughs> it was a really cool, uh, a really cool uh, venue. And they just, they were very cool to let us fly around with their normal patrons there, you know, pretty chill with the whole risk assessment, don't fly into anyone and everything's cool kind of attitude, which was good. Um, and we had the first race there. And of course, Spezzy Lover is wicked fast. So he won. Um, we had Rory RC, who some uh, pilots might know is also, or is majoritively a plane, uh, line of sight plane pilot, but he also flew whoops. Um, then and he came in second, which we were great because we were like, yes, at least one UK pilot is up there. <laughs> um, uh, Stefan was in third, uh, and Wigmaram, another uh, UK pilot, was in fourth. So we had kind of Germany, UK, Germany, UK. So we were right up there. But yes, Germany did take first place, which was which was very good. So he, you know, he showed uh, what he could do, which was cool. We also had a really good uh, contingent that year from uh, Wales come over, the Team Woolly Sheep. But I think three or four of their blokes came over, so I was super happy to see them because they'd travelled a long way to come to Birmingham. So I was very happy uh, and like buoyed on by that because people are willing to travel a little bit of distance to come to these events, which is exciting. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was the first. That was the first one, and uh, from there, P 
people were asking me, what are you going to do next year? And we were all in lockdown because of COVID silliness. Um, so one year went by and then we had, we were back in 2022. Uh, and this was in uh, Birmingham Open Media. It's like a another sort of STEM uh, art gallery sort of place. So they kind of mix science and technology with art to try and inspire people to get more involved in that, which is a really cool way of doing it. Um, so I did uh, a sort of a drone demo for them for one of their events, and then they let us use their space, um, quid pro quo, to host our race. That year, we had a full UK whitewash. We had Dan Carpey in first, Anti-Hype in second, Carb in third, and Martian McFly in fourth, which was really, really exciting. So we're very happy with that. Um, and then last year, like I say, so that, those two first races were... Uh, <laughs> cheers, Martian. <laughs> um, those first two races was literally me, um, and I had a lot of help from Jaggers. Worth uh, shouting out to Jaggers because he helped me a lot on this. Um, it was literally me and a spreadsheet and a little uh, RF puck timer, um, just kind of hashing it together and making it work. A uh, bit rough and ready, but it, it worked and it, was, it it got the job done. And we had some really good events. Um, and then I was like, right, if this is growing at this pace, then we're going to need a bit more professional help to make this to grow this any further. <laughs> so I was like, right, I know that I know just the guy serve is going to be the man for the hour. So uh, he came on and helped us uh, do last year's event, January 2023. That was at uh, a venue called uh, Drop Shot in Digbeth, which is a a ping pong uh, hall, I guess you'd call it. Uh, very cool venue. Uh, lots of like graffiti style stuff, ping pong tables everywhere, loads of space, quite a bit of height as well. So we had a bit of um, height change, which was good fun. Um, but the venue was not ideal uh, for other reasons that the attendees will know about. Um, <laughs> but we did have uh, Jesse P come along. We had the Italian uh, Whoop League guys came along. Uh, we had lots of people travel from all over. Uh, Europe, Germany, like the lot, uh, and had a really great uh, event. So, yeah. The pizza was good. The, the pizza was really quite nice. The pizza was good. That was part of the reason I, I wanted that venue. It was really, it was a really good like basis for a venue. Um, I, but yeah, I feel like there's there's a story there. I don't know whether to push push uh, on that to to find no, out. It's it's a, they don't seem to want to tell us. <laughs> no, would have it's been a, bad in that venue. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay without putting too fine a point on it the loos were non-operational and then mm. they escaped onto ah. the track <laughs> so <laughs> in commentary trying to just not mention the punado that was coming out yeah the of the venue <laughs> There was, there was for the entire time, but since there's only you two guys here, we we can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep it under your hats. But um, yeah, there, yeah, the there was a, there was a small water water feature on track for a short period of time, and uh, don't yeah. land in the water. No, yeah, no. Water. and if you do, then yeah. check your check your logs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, well, so yeah, so that was that was the event space last year, and it was. It was brilliant. We had a really good like event. It was right. so much fun. Um, but could have done without that. That was that was like <laughs> stress levels were right up here. Um, but this year the venue, I've been reassured the plumbing is in excellent condition, 
and if you can do an event and in my in my really <laughs> humble opinion if you can do an event that well with a punado in the corner you know that, yeah. that that gives you the you know the thought that hey we can do even better next year because if we pulled that off yeah. then millennium point <laughs> easy peasy Millennium Point is a proper venue. It's not even like I'm convincing a pub to let me have a corner of their room. This is a proper venue with certified plumbing and electrics and stacks of risk assessments and yeah. Lots like of paperwork. So, <laughs> yes. And that has been a bit of a challenge. That's probably the biggest challenge with this uh, event is the paperwork. Um, and the cost of the venue is significantly more because it is such an amazing venue to fly there. They have obviously staff costs and there is, uh, it's an expensive venue. Um, so that's the biggest, that's the biggest challenge. Um, the, the venue, the, the whole event, I, I've never, I don't want to make money off of this. That is not the plan. The event is run at cost. Um, and then in, if, you know, if everyone has a good time, that is the payment. That's all I want really is basically just everyone to have a good time. We put on a cool event. We have lots of fun. We have dress up lights everywhere. Whoops flying around all day. Like that is what we want. Um, it is not run, for profit, which is why we've got lots of sponsors on board. They've been super supportive, bringing in loads of like prizes, um, helping with the costs, everything, uh, helping promote it as well, which is amazing. Um, but it's all run absolutely at cost. And then if you want to donate some beer money to the organizers, uh, which is me, Serb, and some friends and family, um, just to, you know, say thanks for putting on an event, then that would be very much appreciated. But it's not, you know, it's not required. We just want to have a really cool event. If, if I leave this event with my voice intact, I will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want to get to the end of it and just uh, have like cheek muscles that are like Arnold Schwarzenegger's abs. That's what we want. We, kind of, kind of, like one of my personal highlights from last year's bird was um, decamping all the stuff, throwing it in the car, and then the pub next door. Um, yeah. just like, oh my God, we've done it. It was amazing. You know, a couple of pints and, you know, voice was gone. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we were just absolutely hanging. We were, we were, we were ruined, but it was so yeah. nice to, to be on the other side of it and be so happy. Um, and just riding on that wave of everybody having such a good time. That's where you get paid when you do this stuff. Yeah. It was wicked to have people come up and just go, you know, it was a wicked track. It was it was fun. It was, you know, and they traveled a long way as well. We had people, like I say, from Poland, Italy, uh, Germany, the top of the UK, like all over the place, bottom corner of the UK. Like literally they traveled thousands of miles to come and then everyone seemed to go away pretty, pretty happy. We were, that's just the coolest thing. Um, so the question here for. just popped up, which, which leads me to ask, what is a, res a revolving gate? Someone's asked any revolving gates like the first year. So I'm thinking it's what is some sort of literally something that spins around. You've got to get through it somehow. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to drop a load of uh, YouTube videos in uh, to the uh, comment and to the uh, description somewhere. Um, and there are videos from each year, you know, people have made uh, little videos and you'll see in, uh, was it 2022? Um, we had a, a disco ball motor basically with a long, pole uh and then two gates hanging on the outside and the whole thing went round like this so you had to choose whether you're going to go that one first and then that one or that one first and then that one uh, and it changed each time you went around the track so it was somewhat popular because it looked cool and somewhat unpopular because the track changed each time you went around <laughs> um 
I suspect this year we will not be doing a moving gate, but there will be definitely be some very interesting tracks. Are we going to do a moving gate? Maybe we'll do a moving gate. <laughs> we'll do a moving gate. Uh, we'll, we're have so many like interesting features um, that, uh, yeah, we want to just tease, with, tease with the menu, involved, show you what's possible. With Serve involved as well, and I've seen a couple of questions in the chat as well about whether there will be a Joker gate or a Joker lane. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, give you, I give you a solid maybe on that one. Uh, there, are, there are technical challenges to um, VTX lap timing inside a massive Faraday cage. Uh, yeah. you, you have to put the start-finish gate way away from the track. And, yeah, if we can get um, another timer out there to at least do split times, that would be nice. Whether we'd get the clarity of signal to get away with a, a joker lap, uh, I don't know. Uh, so for anyone that, that's not familiar, sorry, um, over the summer, uh, some of the outdoor races, the five-inch stuff, we introduced a joker lap, which is where there was a second route around the track that was shorter for that one lap, and you, you could play one joker in each heat. So it would be a four-lap race, but one of your four laps, you choose which one, you can take a shortcut, and that, and that was your joker lane. Um, which just introduced you know, a little bit more interest and, and uh, jeopardy into the thing because we, we're all about jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> when, you're, when you're commentating, that's the thing that sells it is the jeopardy. I'd love to do it with whips. I'm not sure we could pull it off, but we'll, we'll have a look when we're there. That might be, that might be an evolution maybe yeah. for next year. Yeah. <laughs> might be coming soon. I mean, we've got, we've got quite a lot of tech because you know what I'm like. Yeah. Um, and I've got a really good team with me now at FPV Racing Solutions. Uh, RC Maniac, who we mentioned, he'll be there. He'll bring the hyper tunnel, hopefully, so that will be interesting. Uh, and he's also our VAR judge, our, our video-assisted referee. So he has a full feed of the event going into his box. Each race is recorded, gives us instant replays for the fans. And if someone says, uh, you know, I don't think he went through that gate or I don't, you know, I don't think he carried my lap. We can, we can check it all, which is such a weight off your mind when you're a race director to have someone just doing that for you and sorting it out. You can just concentrate on keeping that race going, keeping it interesting. Um, and, and RC Maniac is a, a tech nerd like me. So he comes with all the field cameras and uh, all the, um, the audio visual stuff to help me out and make it a, a really amazing presentation. So it, it should be, <laughs> I, I'm sort of slightly petrified. Last year was great. I had four track cams to deal with and pilot feeds and uh, I can do individual feeds. So if I've got a pilot chasing another pilot, I can just go to his feed or I can do head to head cams and uh, yeah. And it, it's going to be even more this year. There's going to be even more cameras yeah. to switch between. So like I say, we start we started Amazing. with just a spreadsheet and a lap timer, and me like punching in like numbers on my phone into like a little spreadsheet, uh, which worked. <laughs> and now we're up to like full video production, live stream equipment, multiple cameras dotted all over the place, interviews. Like, there's going to be a whole lot more going on than just four four pilot feeds looking at fuzzy video. So, what channel should people subscribe to so that they get the reminders to watch this when it's happening? FPV Racing Solutions uh, is the YouTube channel you want. Uh, so search on YouTube, find FPV Racing Solutions, and give it a like and subscribe, guys. Uh, <laughs> My bell. <laughs> D. 
Ding serves Dal, yeah. <laughs> um, he's also got he's also got a Facebook group uh, which is wicked, and they'll get posted up on there. You'll get reminders and things. And uh, if you've been seeing all my adverts for Bird, you'll no doubt get spammed with uh, the live the live feed uh, <laughs> links as well. Um, yeah, but don't watch the live stream. Come, come along, come and watch it yeah, with us. Come along. It's in person. It's going to be incredible. And like, you can come along for. You can come along for free and what and like walk amongst the like stands and stuff we're going to have there, and you'll see a little bit of the track because it comes out into that atrium. Um, and if you want to come in and get up close and personal, meet the pilots, see you know see the live stream and all the video feeds, and see the racing up close and personal, then there's a, a small entry fee. Like I say, it just goes to cover costs and <laughs> hopefully pay for the venue by the end of it. Um, so yeah, so that's the that's that's what we like basically. Just bring bring family on to have a look and. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention actually. Not only can you like just like see stuff going on, um, you'll be able to do stuff as well. So I mentioned the simulators. The think tank uh, museum are also going to be doing like a workshop where you can build little paper gliders um, and little paper her her uh, helicopter things, which you can chuck off the balcony. Um, so you'll be able to get involved and learn some bit about flight and yeah, and track obstacles now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so everyone when the leaders are coming around the track they're just going to get bombarded with paper points yeah. <laughs> you, would, you wouldn't believe how much red tape it was we, we yeah. were doing fine when we said chuck gliders and blah, 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 blah. and they were yeah that's great that's great and then we said and we'll throw them off the balcony and we went, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> throwing things off balconies that's another, yeah. that's another two pages of red tape for that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've been brilliant they've been really good I'm sure yeah. everyone will appreciate the effort. Yeah, yeah. So it should be, it should be good. So, my, like I say, the the shoot for the stars, get to the moon. We want to get to a point where it's going to be like a little indoor FPV festival sort of thing, um, and hopefully it will grow uh, into that. And hopefully, like now, hopefully this year will go well. And Millennium Point like us, and they want us to come back. And this event space is mahusive, so we will be able to grow and make this a big, a bigger and bigger event each each year. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. And particularly because we get such good pilots coming every year as well. Like they, they really are some fast pilots coming to race whoops, which are, you know, they're, they're teeny tiny little like toys. These are toys, guys. Like, <laughs> but, they're, but they're serious bits of kit as well. You know, they're, if you they're go really and fast. Find, uh, go and find the FPV Racing Solutions YouTube channel and look for the live from last year. And if, yeah. if you only watch the finals, um, yeah, yeah. I was blown away. As a, a predominantly, I'm a five-inch racer, um, and I was like, the, the, "What? These are whoops. Why are they going this fast? <laughs> <laughs> and why are they this yeah. controllable? And what's going on?" Is I, uh, yeah, amazing what these really quick boys can do with a whoop. Yeah, yeah. Is, so is there anyone that you can name drop who's who's coming for this event? Yeah, I mean, uh, last year. Uh, we had Codastrophe, who came in third. He's coming back this year. He's from Germany, Dominic Caesar. Um, he's a uh, super technical, like, flying style. Like, he just doesn't crash, it seems. Like, he's just on rails <laughs> the whole way around. Um, and he came in third, so he's super quick at it as well. So it's really good. Um, we've got uh, Carpi, who's the UK uh, champion in 2022. Uh, he came in fourth in last year. So in 22, he came first. He's... Un, well, I say undoubtedly the fastest UK pilot, but I'm sure a few people would uh, would want to put, uh, yeah, put his metal to the test. 
He's super quick with whoops. He's you'll you'll have seen him on iGal. He absolutely nails like iGal tricks and stuff. But he's also a super quick pilot. And I saw him race in Italy recently, and he just turns it up, man. Like he can just he's so quick. Um, he sometimes has a bit of bad luck with gear though, so we'll see what happens. Um, and the final race in last year, which is why he came fourth, he was leading for the whole race, and then he had a random failsafe for some reason and dropped out of the sky from the top of the ladder, uh, which is the last thing you want in a finals race. Um, so he yeah, hated and then it, he came... but as a commentator, I loved it. <laughs> it was it was dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Carpy's one to watch, Quadastri's one to watch. Uh, we've got a couple other UK guys that are really uh, really worth watching out for. Uh, so Anti-Hype, um, everyone knows Anti-Hype in the five-inch world. In tiny whoops as well, ridiculously fast, and he flies with a Spectrum radio. Like, you know, he's going old school. Carb third in 2022. Uh, he's been training a lot recently. Uh, with and is very very fast. Uh, he's been training with King Joshi, Joshi Stevens, who went to uh, the FIA World Drone Racing Championship in Korea. Um, he's lightning quick, man. Like you see them races, you see the videos they put up on Instagram and YouTube and whatnot from down in where, and they are absolutely hooning it around uh, whoop tracks. So I'm very excited to see those two go head to head um, and give anti-hype and Carby a run for the money too. Um, and then Rich from down in, um, down in Cornwall, the DRC boys. He's not only is he like super quick uh, racer, he's on a lot of the sim racing and comes to a lot of uh, whoop racing as well, but he's also a real like uh, techie guy. He's done a whole load of like um, timing, uh, timing programming for their system down there. And they've got a really swish system. They've got something called the whoop coops, um, which uh, serves, you know, we've, we're doing our own thing, but they have their own like little whoop coops, which are like little boxes and you yeah, put your really- whoop in the coop. And yep. then when it's ready and the timer goes, the little flaps drop down and then your whoops jump out of the whoop coop and uh, they're off racing. So there's no jump in the start line because you're going to hit a wall if you do. So they're pretty cool. I'm, I'm so, quite yeah, jealous of whoop coops. So my, my car's already full when I do an event. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see there's a comment from Richard Warwick in the chat that there was a kid at Drone Fest, Drone Fest his first time flying whoops with anyone else and he destroyed the best time on the whoop track. So, you know, there's okay. still room. You know, you've got your four tickets. They could still be somebody buys one of those tickets who ends up. Uh, Tell you what, I'm going to go to the. Uh, I'm going to go to the ticket admin and just keep an eye on it. See if anybody's got <laughs> tickets in their cart. <laughs> see if anyone's got a ticket in the cart. <laughs> With only four left, we, do you know which countries we've got? Oh no, presented? there's three left. There's three left. Someone's bought one. Yes, someone's bought one. The, the Latvians are coming. We've not met the Latvians yet, have we? No, no, that's it. So a couple of weeks ago, some Latvians got in touch and said, yeah, we're going to come over. I'm like, brilliant. Super excited. That's really exciting because the whole idea is just to bring everyone together and uh, and get everyone kind of like cross-communicating and use the use the FPV Whoop community to just kind of bring everyone together and travel and see what each other do and how they race and who's up for it. So, yeah, we've got Latvians it's- coming. We've got Italians coming. We've got the Germans coming. We've got the guys from Cornwall, which are basically French. They're coming. Uh, <laughs> we've got... <laughs> I don't know if any of the, the Welsh guys are coming. I hope they do, because they're really good fun. Um, who else have we got? It's quite intimidating, actually. Is, uh, if, you, if you stop and think about it too much, it's quite scary. So for me, it's... 
um you know it's a it's a bunch of lugging kit around and it's like half an hour across town uh you know and i'll go and and race direct and commentate for a couple of days and yeah happy days and and if you stop and think it's like there are people across the planet right now booking flights and hotels and and organizing this this like huge <laughs> trip to something that that us two have got to like make sure works <laughs> yeah on the like, day it must oh, work <laughs> perspective that scares you you know when you start <laughs> thinking about it. and you watch the the video logs afterwards like people were, were vlogging there was a contest for for vlogs and there's like like people walking through airports like looking forward to the bird and i'm like oh crikey <laughs> no pressure then <laughs> Yeah, the, v- the vlogs was really good. So uh, we did a competition. That's one of the the prize uh, pools uh, available this year is for producing the best vlog, which will be open to public uh, voting. Um, so if you want to do, you know, vlog your way into birds, show us around, do what you do, uh, put some DVR on there, uh, and generally just put something cool together, stick it out there on YouTube land, uh, people will be able to vote and say, hey, yeah, that was really cool. And maybe you'll get the... Uh, the coveted, uh, coveted prizes that are there. The prizes. Where's my list of prizes gone? Hang on. Because <laughs> the dealer prizes, and he knows what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the the sponsors have been spectacular. They put up such good uh, prizes and everything that uh, it just blows my mind. Like we've got actual cash prizes this year, um, which is amazing because uh obviously coming that distance it does it does cost um so being able to offer um you know some cash prizes to say you guys did put in some proper effort and we appreciate you coming all that way um is good so yeah so um there's a hundred dollars uh team black sheep voucher up for the best vlog winner so it's decent you know there's some decent prizes up there um you know buy fly whoop stores uh, Reaper Nanos, ELRS receivers, uh, pint glasses, uh, loads and <laughs> loads of stuff. You know, empty um, or full? They will be engraved. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, there's decent prizes for the vlog. These are the just like just the fun stuff. So you got the vlogs, mm-hmm. um, the best onesie competition. Um, again, it was open for public voting on the day. So this is another sort of like wife friendly things so your wife at home sitting there is like oh that one's good yeah you can you can vote online and uh we'll see who wins that um you know there's another hundred pounds worth of uh vouchers and things there as well uh, and also a derpy hooves custom limited edition lego minifigure that will be made to look mm-hmm. like your uh onesie so these things these are rare like anybody who knows derpy hooves and the minifigures in the fpv world these are rare there's like 30 in the whole world and they go for like they only go out to the big competition. So I'm kind of honoured that, <laughs> that she's uh, offered to do one for our competition because it means that you know some people take it seriously. I mean, we don't take it seriously, but <laughs> I, I, I have to say, one of my most prized possessions, I am actually lucky enough to have a a, a mini fig of myself, uh, which Derpy did. It's freaking amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, they're wicked. Um, so, so now that we've convinced. At least three people to uh, that they should go and find the tickets. Where do they find yeah. the tickets again? Let's remind them. Cool. So you want to go to uh, matthewsnell.co.uk forward slash B I R D 2024. 
So Matthew Snell got to matthewsnell.co.uk, Bird 2024. Um, and you can follow the links from there through to our ticket website um, and uh, get the tickets there. So there are, I'll check again, there are three three race tickets left and four standby tickets left. And then obviously, if you want to just come and watch, we would love to have you along. Um, when they've gone, come spectate, come join us on the day. It's going to be a party. It. It's going to be wicked. We've got so much going on, so I'm very excited about that. Oh, um, so you... for the people that are coming over, actually, um, there is also the Whoop House. Um, so you can stay in a hotel. That's cool. We've got a Whoop House going on. I'm not organizing that. This is uh, Jaggers. So if you want to get in touch with Jaggers, um, I'm sure we can link him somewhere. Um, he's organizing a Whoop House. This is basically a big house somewhere in the country, uh, or relatively nearby, but a big farmhouse, basically, where everyone sort of stays or not everyone but a lot of people stay um and a racetrack is set up we do like we just order a big bunch of like chinese takeaway and just have big communal meals uh, and basically spend the whole time with our fpv goggles down just absolutely hammering out (laughs) hammering our whoops to death Um, so it's just another opportunity to kind of meet and chat and drink and party and fly whoops basically so anyone that wants to come along on the day, do they need to do anything in advance or do they just turn up at Millennium Point on the 27th and 28th of January next year? There is a bit of a discount for buying tickets in advance. Um, so if you want to buy tickets in advance, you'll get a bit of a deal. You can just turn up on the day and buy on the door. That's no problem. You can just turn up and have a look at what's going on. There is there is stuff to see and do that is free. So you don't have to uh, you know, come into the to the event you can visit the give it a go do some think tank stuff um and see the whoops flying a bit from the general the general area but yes come along um on the 27th and 28th of january uh, and check it out nice and anyone that wants to watch on the day they can go to youtube and find fpv racing solutions that's it that's the place bird is the word <laughs> Well, thank you very much, guys, for coming along and talking about your event. I hope uh, it all goes very well. I'm sure it will with the the two of you there. And it sounds like you've got a great community as well behind you, which always helps with these kinds of events. Yeah, the community Um, is great. Everyone kind of pitches in, which is the best bit. So uh, we're we're always super appreciative of of everyone that kind of like spurs us on and gives us kind of the confidence to do these things because... It, it's an expensive thing uh we don't you know we just want to have a good time um, but obviously we need the confidence to go out and do it so you guys giving us just a bit of uh, enthusiasm and like encouragement just helps us get out there and build these things and make it happen so we really appreciate that from the community 100%. we'd love to see you guys there too if you want i will definitely be checking my calendar after this <laughs> uh yeah it's been great talking to you thank you very much so this has been let's drone out episode 431 and tonight you have been joined by everyone's favorite curry kitten goodbye you have been joined by matt hi guys thanks very much you've been joined by Serb. cheers everyone and i have been andrew slash frank thank you very much and good night see you next week goodbye bye guys telemetry lost